0: You are listening to New Covenant Village. You have a bounce in your step, then. You've got joy in your heart. Your head is held high. You've got a contagious smile on your face, twinkle in your eye, a healthy attitude. You, you sing in the shower. You kind of hum as you go about your day. Jump out of bed, ready for whatever comes your way. Carpe diem. Glass half empty? No way. Glass half full? No, no, no. Cup overfloweth. If God is for you, who can be against you? Come on, world, bring it on. Ready for whatever challenges you have for me. That was three years ago. And today, not the case. Now you just can't find the motivation to get out of bed morning. What do you really have to live for? But then again, at night, you have a hard time getting sleep. It's like your eyelids just will not shut. It's as if God is depriving you of sleep. And your thoughts are racing at times, anxious. And at other times... You can't even think straight. You can't concentrate. It's like you're you're zoned out. At times you have no appetite, and at other times you eat because you're unhappy, <laughs> and you're unhappy because you eat. It's a vicious cycle, and your heart has sunken into your bowels. You're in a state of darkness and gloom and sadness. It's like nobody likes you and everybody hates you and you're going to eat some worms. Glass half full? Mm-mm. Glass half empty? No, no, there is no glass. I mean, there was a glass, but you dropped it. Now there's broken glass all over the floor and you're barefoot. You have plumbed the depths of depression. Now, perhaps you don't like that term, depression. Now, if you're like I was six or seven years ago, your mentality may be along the lines of, well, hang on, depression is for the weak-minded. If you're a Christian, you probably shouldn't be depressed to begin with, so if you're depressed, maybe you're not even saved. Depressed, no, 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 no. Maybe dejected. Maybe maybe despairing or despondent, maybe disheartened, maybe disinterested, maybe dismayed, maybe downhearted, downtrodden, downcast, dreary, but not depressed, not you, maybe gloomy, maybe sad, maybe in a funk, maybe, maybe in a bad mood, maybe having a bad day, okay, a bad week. Fine, a bad month, okay, a bad year, okay, a bad life, but I'm not depressed, okay, not me, not depressed. Well, this morning we begin a new series entitled Defeating Depression. So before we go any further, let's get on the same page in defining terms and let's define depression before we move forward and discuss some practical and biblical ways to defeat depression, to overcome that emotional state. The dictionary defines depression as, and it's in your bulletin in case you want to reference that, depression is defined as the state of being depressed, sadness, gloom, dejection, a condition of general emotional dejection and withdrawal, sadness greater and more prolonged than that warranted by any objective reason. Now, if you're like I was years ago and you don't like the connotation of depressed, well, then let's deal with its denotation. Let's deal with its actual definition. By definition, all of us in this room have probably experienced some degree of depression at one point or another. We have all to some degree probably experienced sadness, gloom, dejection. Emotional withdrawal. And we may have experienced these things at times and have had no rational explanation for them. I feel this way and I can't explain why. That bounce in our step is gone and we're dragging our feet. That twinkle in our eye is gone. And now we have a downcast to me that joy in our heart has been displaced by despondency. And if you have not yet experienced this, if you've never yet experienced depression, gloom, sadness, well, wow. At some point, you probably will, living in a fallen world. And if you never do, if somehow in your lifespan, you are spared from all sadness, all gloom, all dejection, somehow you probably interact with somebody who does experience it, and hopefully you'll be able to help them out. And if you're tempted to think, you know, talking about this for the next month, what a waste of a worship service for the next several Sundays. If that's your thought process, or if perhaps the email went out, there's several empty chairs, perhaps many thought, really? That's... That's not for me. Well, let me challenge that line of thinking. Because if your thought process is defeating depression, I'm not depressed. I don't need need to hear that. let Let me challenge your thinking in this way. The military does not wait until war breaks out in order to prepare for battle. They train in advance So that when wartime comes, they are equipped for battle. Well, that is the goal with this series. Consider this training grounds. So that when the day comes and depression rears its ugly head, you're prepared for battle. And perhaps some of you in this room are actually battling depression right now. And perhaps this series will be some on-the-job training for you and will be especially relevant to you and especially helpful, and that is the goal. Either way, while today you may have that bounce in your step, you may have that joy in your heart, you may be radiant with a contagious smile and a twinkle in your eye, but you don't know. You can't predict your emotional state three days from now, three weeks from now, three months from now, three years from now. So again, consider this sermon series, training ground, preparation for the battle for when depression rears its ugly head. Now, there may be myriad causes of depression that I don't touch on. So let me just point out the key word, some. Some causes of depression that I want to draw out and discuss this morning include sin, Circumstances of thought life and chemical imbalance. So let's, let's consider these causes of depression. Sin. Sin is a major player in the game when it comes to causes of depression. Whether it's sin that we commit or sins that others commit against us. All right? Now, defining sin in the New Covenant is a little bit more tricky at times than defining sin under the Old Covenant. Under the Old Covenant, it's simply any breach of the Law of Moses. To walk contrary to the Law of Moses, sin. Done deal. Easy to define. Defining sin in the New Covenant may seem a little bit more ambiguous. There may seem to be some gray areas there. But one thing that I think we can all agree on is the fact that the royal law is love. Love toward God, love toward our neighbor. So I think we would all agree that anything that is unloving toward God or unloving toward our neighbor is sin. Therefore, sin is highly Relational. It has to do with how we treat one another, how we treat others. And we are relational beings. We were created for relationships. If you consider the times when you have felt depressed, dejected, gloomy, sad, how many times have those depressed moments, those sad moments, how many times can you connect those emotions to a relationship, to a break in fellowship? to something in a relationship that is out of whack, ultimately, oftentimes, our depression stems from a relational issue, from sin. Either sin that I committed against somebody else or sin that somebody else committed against me. Additionally, we're created... In Christ especially for fellowship with God. And the way the Bible explains sin, all sin, whether it's sin that we commit against another individual or not, all all sin is ultimately against God. I mean, David in the Psalms, when, when he writes of his sin that he committed against other individuals, actually says, against you and you alone, O God, have I sinned. I mean, sin is ultimately against God. So for those of us who know God and love God and recognize that our purpose, our ultimate purpose in life is to know and enjoy God, it comes as no surprise that if there is sin against God in our life, that can be a major cause of depression. Because once again, we are highly relational beings, created to be in relationship with God And with others, and so when we sin against God, sin against others, when we're unloving toward God, unloving toward others, there's a break in that fellowship. Our relationships suffer. That leads to depression. Sin is a major player in the game when it comes to causes of depression. Additionally, our circumstances can lead to depression. Our circumstances can cause depression. Some people experience depression If they lose a job, maybe they were fired, maybe they were let go, maybe they were displaced. That can definitely lead to depression. Circumstances. Some people experience depression due to the loss of a loved one. A loved one dies. Definitely. Circumstances that can lead to depression, especially if it's an untimely loss. If somebody doesn't die of old age, if it's unexpected, that can certainly lead to depression. Perhaps people experience depression due to the loss (coughs) of something that they held dear, possessions. Perhaps a tornado wiped out their entire house or a fire. And they lost all of the possessions that they held dear minus the clothes on their back. I mean, circumstances. Sin isn't necessarily involved. Nobody necessarily did anything against us. We didn't necessarily do anything against anybody else. But these are simply the cards that life has dealt us. Or if you want to be more specific, biblically speaking, these are the cards that God has dealt us. These are circumstances. And our circumstances can certainly be the source of depression. Feeling sad, gloomy, dejected, downcast. Another major cause of depression... It's our thought life. What we think about. Sad, gloomy thoughts of dejection lead to a sad, gloomy, dejected emotional state. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yes, sin may play a major role in causing depression. If another individual sins against us, How do we respond to that? Do we respond with unforgiveness? Harboring bitter resentment in our hearts? Do our thoughts consist of, Oh yeah? I see how it is. Two can play at that game. I can never. What the nerve that person had. If our thoughts lead to bitter resentment, what kind of emotional state will that create? A happy and blessed emotional state or a dark, depressed emotional state? Circumstances can certainly be the cause of depression. And while we cannot ultimately control all of our circumstances, we can control our response to our circumstances. The same sun that hardens the clay melts the butter. One man... Loses his job and thinks, oh, I'm done for. The economy sucks. There's no way that I can bounce back from this. I'm done for. How am I ever going to provide for my family? How am I ever going to get another job? My life is ruined. Woe is me. Another man loses his job and thinks, okay, God has closed one door in my life and He's going to open another. God must have something better in store for me. How exciting that God is about to open a new chapter in my life. Yes, circumstances can be the source of depression, but how do we respond to those circumstances? How do we think about those circumstances? Our thought life can certainly lead to depression. Depressed thoughts, dejected thoughts, sad, gloomy thoughts, lead to a sad gloomy dejected emotional state and finally a chemical imbalance in, in my in my studies I have found that depression is oftentimes the result of a chemical imbalance of sorts now let me let me just this is my disclaimer okay I'm no scientist I'm no medical doctor I don't have the credentials to speak on these matters authoritatively so I can share with you. My meager insights that I have found in what studies that I have done, but just as I do with the scriptures, although I have studied the scriptures in depth, I encourage all of you to be Bereans, be noble as the Bereans were, and uh, you know, study for yourselves the scriptures to reconcile what I'm saying with the word of God. How much more when it comes to matters of science, nutrition, and medicine, I would encourage you to do your own research and reconcile what I'm saying this morning on these matters with your own findings as well. So I would encourage you, don't just, you know, take my word for it here. I'm not an authority on the matter. I'm I'm just simply sharing some thoughts, some opinions, some insights that I found in my studies. Now to say that depression is simply the result of a chemical imbalance would be an oversimplification, right? Let me see if I can break this down. It's a lot more complicated than that. the way that our brain functions, the way that our nervous system functions, um, our cells, neurons, send chemical messages, send messages via chemicals to other neurons. And the chemical messengers are called neurotransmitters. And there's three major neurotransmitters um, involved here. Dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Now, it's it's not simply a matter of getting enough of these or having a, a large amount of neurotransmitters, as I understand it. A lot like music, it has to do with regularity and timing. Okay, I mean Josh can sit up here and play the djembe, but he get on this thing over and over and over without the proper rhythm, without the proper timing, there's no harmony there. Right? Well, in the same way, neurotransmitters operate a certain timing and need to be regulated in that way. So, the the three neurotransmitters involved here that are connected with depression or causes of depression, serotonin. The first one. Now serotonin is involved in regulating many of the body's functions, including sleep, aggression, eating, sexual behavior, and mood. Okay? So you can see the connection with depression here. Those, those symptoms we mentioned earlier of I can't eat, I overeat, I'm in a bad mood, I've got these mood swings, can't sleep. Right there you can see a connection with serotonin. Current research suggests that decreases in serotonin level can lead to depression, and more specifically, a mood state that can lead to suicidal thoughts. Now, norepinephrine helps our bodies to recognize and to respond to stressful situations. Now, those who have a hard time dealing with stress, those who deal with stress, inappropriately are likely to have irregularities in their norepinephrine levels. Dopamine is also linked to depression. Dopamine plays an important role in regulating our drive to seek out rewards. As well as our ability to obtain a sense of pleasure in activities. Now, those who experience depression also have been known to have low levels of dopamine, which explains why certain activities that they used to enjoy, they no longer enjoy when they're in a state of depression. Man, I used to enjoy this, but now I can't even enjoy it anymore. So, chemical imbalance, but it's much more complicated than that. These neurotransmitters, more specifically, can be a cause of depression. Now, again, not trying to say that all depression is linked to either sin or circumstances or you know neurotransmitters or our thought life, okay? There may be other causes. And once again, depression is an emotional creature. And our emotions are not always reasonable. They're not always objective. They don't always play fair. We can't always nail them down. It's not a it's not this scientific thing, right? Sometimes we're in a bad mood and we can't explain why. But nonetheless, I would say that it's it's not a it's not a worthless or hopeless endeavor to try to seek out the causes of depression or to try to assess our situation so that we might find a cure. I don't think it's hopeless. I it is my opinion that our emotions are indicative. Okay? In other words, I think that we can see depression much like we see that oil indicator lamp on our dashboard. When that oil lamp comes on, whether it says oil or it's that old-school oil can, when that comes on, do you just go, oh that's annoying, and ignore <laughs> it? Put a piece of black electrical tape over it so you don't have to look at it? I mean, no. It's there to warn you that there is a system issue. There is an issue with the system. Stop the car. Put oil in the car because it has lost its ability to self-lubricate and it will self-destruct and you will have to pay big bucks to get your engine back on point or replace it. Well, much like that oil lamp on our dashboard... I believe that depression can be an indicator, a warning light that says something's just not right here to cause us to pause and assess the situation. Perhaps it is God's way of saying there's a chemical imbalance or there is sin in your life or circumstances are causing this or your thoughts are out of whack. Now now that we've discussed some of the causes of depression. Let's briefly discuss some cures. What if sin, what if we see this indicator lamp and assess our situation and, and there's sin involved? What would be the cure? How do we defeat depression if sin is the source? Well, confession and repentance. We recognize that there's sin in our life. Confess that sin to God. To confess means to say the same as, to agree with God that it is sin. And then to repent means to turn away from, to change your mind. Turn away from that sin and move forward in righteousness. And if you've sinned against another person specifically and you recognize that, realize that, go humbly to that person, apologize and seek their forgiveness. Seek to reconcile the relationship because once again, we are highly relational. Now, if your circumstances are the cause of depression, you may not have any control over those circumstances. But you do have control over your response. So work toward a healthy, positive response to those circumstances. If your thoughts are the cause of depression, take those thoughts captive. Make them obedient to Christ. Whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think positively. Now, if a chemical imbalance is the cause of depression, well, there's a few avenues we can pursue. Now, before we go any further, I want to acknowledge the existence of what is known as clinical depression. All right? defined as a depression so severe as to be considered abnormal either because of no obvious environmental causes or because the reaction to unfortunate life circumstances is more intense or prolonged than would generally be accepted. Now, I don't have you know, any authority to diagnose or treat clinical depression. I simply want to acknowledge its existence and personally while many people who are diagnosed with clinical depression are treated with medical antidepressants, medicine, chemicals, while many people turn to to prescription drugs as a cure, I acknowledge that, and I'm not against that. But I will say that I think that In our culture, we're quick to over-medicate in order to overcompensate for an unhealthy lifestyle, a lack of exercise, a lack of nutrition, or malnutrition. And my personal opinion would be that we should first seek to treat this chemical imbalance, to balance this imbalance through natural means first and foremost. And if that doesn't work, and if there's just absolutely no hope and as a last resort, prescription drugs. Not against, not opposed to prescription drugs, but I don't think we should just be quick to run to that as a first response. I think it should be a last resort. That's David Boone's personal opinion. So when it comes to a cure for depression caused by a chemical imbalance – comes down to these neurotransmitters, well, are there any natural means by which we can increase these levels of neurotransmitters? Absolutely. Sunlight, exercise, healthy diet rich in nutrients. According to Karen K. Breeze, PhD, exercise taps directly into the mind-body connection to work its wonders against depression. For the body, exercise does the following. Relieves symptoms of anxiety and depression, builds a a healthy self-image, and promotes confidence. It provides healthy coping strategies. Endorphins, those feel-good hormones, are activated when you exercise. And while antidepressants can take up to three weeks to begin to regulate levels in your body, well, we're a fast food society. And two minutes is too long for a download, right? We want immediate response. Well, exercise gives an immediate response to an increase in these levels, which is an added plus for our I want it now mentality. Okay? Neuropinephrine, one of these neurotransmitters, gets a jump start from exercise. Once it's been activated, it seems to have a direct effect on one's mood, improving one's mood. In a study published in the Archives of Internal Medicine in 1999, researchers found that exercise was just as effective as antidepressant medication. There's also evidence from the same study, as a follow-up, that exercise was effective as a preventative of a relapse, which for those who experience depression, relapse is common. Serotonin, once again, one of these neurotransmitters. It influences mood. High levels of serotonin are connected with an elevated mood, a good mood. Though many neurotransmitters work in harmony to influence mood, serotonin is one of the most important. Its levels are influenced, once again, by external factors, such as sunlight, exercise, and a healthy diet. Dopamine, which is that third neurotransmitter that we mentioned earlier, dopamine is uh, its production is directly related to the body's production of serotonin. So when serotonin levels are increased, there's a natural increase in dopamine and dopamine helps our mood. So uh, when it comes to chemical imbalance and curing depression by trying to balance out those chemicals, once again, exercise, natural way to do that. A healthy diet Again, a way to do that. A 2010 national study found that the likelihood of having depression is higher in those who are deficient in vitamin D. Recently, scientists have revealed that a, defi- a deficit of omega-3 fatty acids can lead to depression. And studies also show that societies that have a higher intake of omega-3 fatty acids, eating foods such as fish, have less cases of depression. Many people who are depressed also uh, are handful of NCFers. Because it can be helpful for me to share my thoughts with you on how to overcome to defeat depression, but since it's something that everybody deals with to some degree or another, I thought, you know what? Let's see what some of you guys have to say, how some of you guys have dealt with or defeated depression. And so I want to share with you some of their responses, because I believe that they are insightful, and I think they can be a blessing to you. One individual said, I was able to defeat it or overcome it, one, by dealing with whatever was making me feel that way, not trying to just tell myself, get over it, but actually recognize what made me feel like that, pray about it, talk to people about my struggles, and make sure I didn't isolate myself within it. Another individual said, when I was a teenager, around the transition from middle school to high school, I overcame it by talking with my mom a lot. And eventually, my friend started taking me to youth group and I was surrounded by people and I just stopped thinking about it. Another individual said, in response to how, do you, how did you overcome depression, to stop being self-centered, to think about the worries and pains of others, to pray, to spend more time with the Lord, and to motivate myself to move because typically my forms of depression were very debilitating. So rather than being a shut-in, I had to get outside and do something. Another individual said, As a young person, I did experience depression to the point where I didn't want to get out of bed or I would cut myself. Basically, I refused medication and just started to try to think more positively and hang around people with more positive attributes than negative. Or a lot of my friends were also depressed or would also cut themselves, so I wouldn't hang out with them anymore because that would just continue the cycle. Tell yourself there's a light at the end of the tunnel and take it. Another individual said, Jesus. Jesus helped me. In church, just people helped by talking through it with me what I was going through. Everyone deals with depression to some degree in one form, one shape, or another. As we've defined it, as the dictionary defines it, sadness, gloom, dejection, withdrawal emotionally. Everybody deals with that to some degree. So this is relevant to all of us. And whether whether our depression is caused by sin that we commit or others commit against us, whether it's caused by circumstances over which we have no control, whether it's caused by our thoughts or by a chemical imbalance, either way, the goal is to defeat depression, to be victorious over depression. This ugly thing called depression. Some practical ways to do that in a nutshell that we've discussed this morning include confession and repentance, prayer, positive thinking, exercise, eat healthy, get some sunlight, or as one of your fellow NCFers said, Jesus. Let's pray.